This podcast is intended for advisors and staff at the cooperators. The views and opinions expressed are those of the subjects and do not necessarily reflect the official position of the cooperators. You are listening to an Advisor Network podcast where your fellow advisors share tips, stories, and lessons learned. Let's say you have an opportunity to transfer a client's mutual fund assets to the cooperators. One problem you're still working on your license. It's a perfect time to call on one of our virtual advisors. These financial planning and retirement consultants can help you grow your wealth book right now by providing financial planning advice to your client via phone, video, Skype, or email. I recently talked to Grant Campbell, who works out of his home in Nanaimo, British Columbia. Grant, can you tell me a little bit about your background? Uh, what's your experience, and how did you come to be at the cooperators? Okay, yeah, I've uh, been a financial advisor since uh, 1987. I started off with uh, Midland Walwyn and uh, stayed there from 87 to 99, and moved over to uh, Nesbitt Burns and stayed there till 2003. I went out on my own and I had my own website, did model portfolios and market commentary, and I also was doing freelance writing at the time. And then 2008 hit, so I had to go back and get a real job. So I went to work for, um, actually for Manulife Financial as a uh, mortgage broker, basically. Uh, moved from there to uh, Investors Group, did mortgages with them for five years. I was uh, working with another fellow at Investors Group. Uh, you may know him as uh, Ron Hewitson. I ran into Ron a few months after, and uh, he said he was working for the cooperators. And they were looking for someone with my type of background. And I said, well, how do you get involved with that? And so uh, he put me on to La Sheila. And uh, from there, I was able to get started uh, May of 2019 as a virtual advisor. So as a virtual advisor, can you tell me about the services you provide and how they can benefit advisors? Yeah, the virtual advisor program, there's actually three of us at the moment. A full complement would be four. We need to hire someone out in the uh, Atlantic provinces. Uh, but there's myself, Monica Bazan, who's um, located in Winnipeg, uh, Chen Wang, who's located in uh, Mississauga. We're all mutual fund licensed in every province except Quebec. Our main focus is to help agencies build a wealth business, even though they may not be fully up and running and licensed in the mutual fund uh, sector. So we're able to um, act as an interim advisor. So while you're getting all of your licensing completed, or if, if it happens to be a vacant office, then we can fill in that spot until someone takes it over. Um, so until you actually get up and running, fully licensed and uh, comfortable with what you want to do, we're able to um, talk to your clients in the interim, open up the accounts, uh, offer our advice in regards to uh, which funds are the most appropriate for that client's uh, long-term investment goals and uh, facilitate that process so that when you are licensed, we will be able to move all of those clients back um, into your own uh, agency and then you, you would look after them ongoing. We would also still be available for advice uh, ongoing as well. And I think that's the main reason that we exist is to help facilitate that transfer and then be available as uh, ongoing uh, expertise. How does remuneration work uh, in this situation? When I open the account, um, the virtual advisor um, receives any of the trailers that would be paid on that um, account. We generally like to hold them for about six months so that we cover off some of our costs. 
Once it's transferred back to the agent, they receive all of the uh, trailer income from there forward. It will count towards your uh, internal goals and towards any um, contests, etc., that are uh, based on assets being uh, gathered, etc. But while we're looking after the funds, we're also taking in any trailer income that would come from the fund companies. So that's basically the way that we get uh, remunerated for our time, but also that you're not missing out on being recognized for it. It, it hits your, your books, so to speak. You just don't get the revenue until we switch it back once you're licensed. Well, how has it worked out so far, Grant? What, uh, what's the, the experience been like in terms of uh, what you've been able to do for some of our advisors? The referral process has actually been working really well. An advisor will come across uh, a client that wants to make a decision now rather than later. Um, the advisor gets a hold of um, me, discusses sort of in general terms what the, what the client's looking for. Uh, we arrange to um, either on the phone or through a WebEx, contact the client. I uh, walk through the process in regards to what we can offer complete any documentation that's required at that point, you know, as far as account applications and and um, that type of documentation, transfer documentation if required, and then come up with an investment plan in conjunction with the uh, advisor and the uh, client, and then implement that plan and put it into place. In other words, place all of the, uh, the funds into the appropriate uh, mutual funds. So is the advisor involved in all the meetings with the client then? I prefer that because at some point that advisor is going to um, take that client back as their own. So I think it's important in regards to building the relationship, maintaining the relationship. Once they're up and running a license, once the transfer happens, it's a seamless process. The advisor's up to date on what's going on in the accounts and uh, the client's been uh, talking to the advisor uh, on a regular basis uh, all the way through the piece. What, what kind of feedback are you getting from, uh, from the advisors on your services? Uh, well, so far it's been uh, quite positive. Um, they're quite happy to have someone be able to facilitate that transaction or that uh, account opening um, and also being able to see how I discuss the process with the client, how I arrive at the uh, recommendation for the funds, how I explain that to the client. It all helps them build their knowledge base and comfort level with moving to that next stage in their uh, relationship with their clients so that it builds the well side in addition to whatever they're already um, talking to them about. So you're not, only, you're not only doing the work, but you're also really mentoring them at the same time. Yeah, that's probably one of them biggest pieces and they get an idea of how to approach the client, the types of uh, questions they get asked on a regular basis, you know, over and over and over again as they do this. And so then they can see how I respond and how I answer the questions. COVID-19 really shook up the markets and, and now everyone is dealing with a lot of uncertainty. What's the vibe you're getting from clients right now? Um, a lot of clients are just really uncertain. They've seen this volatility, and I think what it's brought into the uh, to the forefront for, for many of them, and this is true, I think, for most investors, is that they think they're far more um, aggressive than they actually are. In other words, the volatility, um, when it becomes extreme like it is, did this spring, um, has a much bigger impact on them than they expected that it would. So what's happening is people are becoming more and more conservative in their long-term outlook in regards to um, investing. I won't say that all people, but I would say the majority, 
you know, 60, 70 percent are finding that if they've been invested, that they uh, would rather be a little bit more conservative than they uh, than they thought they would be. So what do those conversations with clients look like in that kind of environment? One of the pieces that we we complete when we're opening up an account or starting to figure out what that uh, client needs is we go through a, uh, an investor profile questionnaire called a portfolio planner uh, with credential asset management. The answers to those questions, it gives them a, an updated view of where their risk tolerance level is. It gives me an opportunity to explain, you know, what we're looking for in regard when we ask those questions. And then the feedback from their answers will allow me to then, uh, you know, fill in the, the gaps in regards to their investment plan so that over the long run, they're not going to be too aggressively invested for their long-term uh, requirements. And it also will help to uh, identify for them the areas that they are most uncomfortable with. For some people, it's, um, you know, uh, the volatility. You know, if you just talk about uh, percentages, a lot of people have a hard time um, seeing that. But when you start talking about, okay, if you had $10,000 and it went down to seven, how would you feel about that? That's a much more real number to them. And they, I think that's where they start to get a lot more uh, feedback from me in regards to how much risk they're really willing to take on. We're all in this brave new world of video calls and and we all have a different comfort level i guess and and for advisors specifically i i think we have some advisors who are struggling a little bit because it's it's not how they normally interact with clients they may be having some challenges with reading body language and building rapport your your job is building relationships virtually what what are some tips uh, or, or some, some things that, that you do to build rapport? Well, I think the biggest thing is to be yourself. If you're not comfortable with the technology, work with another advisor, work someone, somebody on your team and do a number of run-throughs if it's um, WebEx so that you have the cameras on, you can talk to each other. You'll be able to pick up those cues in many ways or many times because you're able to actually see the client. Um, so you get comfortable with that, be yourself, you'll get the responses that you expect on a video call that you would expect from the same people sitting across the desk. I think that's the biggest thing is uh, just get comfortable with it. Once you're comfortable with it, you'll then focus on the client rather than the process and it'll become much more natural um, over time. If you wanna share your screen and show them something, it's just like turning a paper around on the desk. You just pop it up there and they can see it as well as you can. So all of those things allow you to build that rapport almost as if they were sitting across the desk from you in your office. The flip side of that, what about clients? Uh, they have the same varying degrees of technical expertise. How do you, how do you manage that? I think you have to be really, really patient sometimes because the, the technology, it's quite simple to operate. It's quite simple to uh, put into place. But if, you're, if they're uncomfortable with it, many times you have to walk them through the process. So um, if they're really uncomfortable with it, you may want to walk them through it before um, they actually get on a call. Just as a test, say, let's just make sure that your equipment's up and running the way we want it to be so that when we go through the call, we don't have any, any glitches. And then just walk them through downloading uh, the WebEx software, opening it, uh, turning on and off their sound, their video, and just walk them through it a little bit. But you can do a lot of that over the phone so that they're not dependent on the technology. You can walk them through it on the phone. And then 
once they've done that once, then they're they're not going to have the same uncertainty or resistance um, to get on the call when it's actually live and ready to run. Is there anything else, Grant, that uh, you want to share in terms of, of, of working with a virtual advisor? The main advantage is we have lots of expertise. Uh, what we're finding is that um, more and more clients have less and less hesitation to uh, a virtual advisor presentation. Um, since the COVID hit, people are much more receptive to doing things online. And I think what we're finding is that even with the older client, uh, even into their 70s and 80s, are willing to take the opportunity to learn that because what they're also finding is that they don't want to go out. They would rather have another option, but they don't really know where to start. So if you can give them that opportunity to do a presentation online so that they get comfortable with the way the process works and then say to them, well, why don't you download Zoom and then you can call your uh, family and talk to your grandkids live, you know, and you don't have to leave the house. You don't have to worry about um, viruses and stuff. And a lot of people will take that as a real huge opportunity to reconnect with their families as well. Wow. So you're, you're connecting families and providing wealth advice. Yeah, it's, it's the, uh, the holistic view of um, financial planning. Exactly. <laughs> so if I'm an advisor interested in accessing your services, how do I do that? We have a form online. It's in the uh, source uh, for, as a referral form. If you can't find that, just call our toll-free number. It's uh, 1-833-631-4991. And... Um, you can, you'll be able to connect with one of us on the uh, on the team. We also have uh, Yvette in Regina who picks up those calls if we're not able to, and will then um, send the information to whoever is the appropriate financial advisor. I generally work with clients that are in Western Canada, so from sort of uh, Saskatchewan West. Monica generally looks after sort of Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario. Chen generally looks after Southern Ontario and at the moment, Atlantic Canada. So, you know, depending on where you are, you can request one or uh, the other of those uh, financial advisors. So it's a really easy process. And then we would just connect with you. You can give us a quick overview of what's required or what you'd like to do. And then we can move forward from there, have you make arrangements with the client and away we go. You certainly have an impressive resume grant, and I, I'm just curious if you ever thought you'd see a day where one of those lines would say virtual advisor. Uh, no, I didn't actually. Um, it's, it's, um, the technology has been around for a long time, actually. It's very interesting to see that over the last um, you know, couple of years has become much more mainstream. I never really expected that, that it would be utilized in our industry as much as it is and as much as it will be going forward. After the, uh, the shutdown with COVID, uh, I think a lot of people are going to find that they're far more efficient by utilizing technology to meet with clients. Clients are going to find that it's far more efficient for them, uh, especially in larger centers where they have to pay for parking and you know all of those things that are, are not so much fun. And so I think you're going to find more and more people over time are going to have um, less and less resistance again to uh, this type of interaction. Grant, thank you very much for your time today. That was fantastic. Excellent. Thank you very much, Brad. So again, if you're interested in the services of one of our virtual advisors, please go to the Wealth Strategy section on Source, look for Advisor Resources, and complete the Request for Services form. 
For more tips from your fellow advisors, please subscribe to the Advisor Network podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future podcasts, or just need someone to walk you through how to subscribe, please contact me at brad underscore scott at cooperators.ca.